Best of Times live from 710 Keel Studios in Shreveport, Louisiana, celebrating age and maturity, helping you make the best years of your life the best they can be. The Best of Times, your host, Gary Kaligas. Good morning, radio listeners. I'm Gary Kaligas, the publisher of The Best of Times, the only magazine and radio show for mature adults in Northwest Louisiana. Thank you for tuning in to our show today, and also thanking those who might be listening live via the Internet at www.710keel.com. Also thanking those who might be listening via the Keel application on their Apple or Android devices. We do thank AARP Louisiana Neighbors, Tenant Country of Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler Ram, and Jeep dealer for being the exclusive sponsors of this radio show to provide you with beneficial information each and every Saturday morning. In just a few minutes, we're going to learn some very interesting information about the Wheeled Body Program of LSU. So stay tuned to this radio show for some beneficial, beneficial information for you and your loved ones. It is Saturday, February the 11th, and we're broadcasting our show from the studios of News Radio 710 Keel, a town square media station here in wonderful Shreveport, Louisiana. However, today's show has been pre-recorded, so we will be unable to accept calling questions and comments from our loyal radio listeners. Be sure to pick up the February issue, the best of times, in one of our 270 distribution locations. We thank you for the many compliments about our magazine. We do appreciate hearing from you. Remember, if you're unable to pick up a printed copy of our Best of Times magazine, the February issue, you can always visit our popular website at www.thebestoftimesnews.com to view both current and past issues of our magazine. In addition, we have about over... 12 years of of our past issues on our website and many many people do view those particular past issues for information that they might need in addition you can listen to previously broadcast shows here on the best of times radio hour and lastly you can download and view the current 2022 silver pages senior resource directory but speaking of silver pages we are working on our 21st edition yes 21st edition so that'll be our 2023 Silver Pages Senior Resource Directory. It's our most popular publication, both in print, online, and on our app. Of course, it's a guide for seniors and boomers and their family members in Northwest Louisiana. It contains over 4,000 listing of names, contact numbers, websites, businesses, organizations, and agencies who provide valuable products, services, and information to seniors and boomers and their family members in our area. We are working on it right now and it will be released on March the 1st. Of course, you can view the 2022 edition of Silver Pages on our website, but beginning on March 1st, we'll transition it to the 2023 Silver Pages. We'll be right back with more information, but now we're from our sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, probably presented by AARP Louisiana and Abers Town and Country of Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. Gary Kaligas will be right back with more Best of Times Radio Hour after this on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Gary's back with more Best of Times Radio Hour on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Welcome back to our show, The Best of Times Radio Hour, proudly presented by AERP Louisiana and Ebears, tenant country of Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler Ram, and Jeep dealer. I'm Gary Kaligas. I thank you for taking time to listen to our show today. 
Joining me on my show is a very special guest, is Miss Aileen McGowan-Pratt, who is the Director of Anatomical Services at LSU Health here in Shreveport. I've asked her to come on our show to discuss the Wheeled Body Program and how it assists in teaching medical students, but also in conducting medical research. So thank you, Miss Pratt, for joining us today here on the Best of Times Radio Hour. Thank you so much for having me. So, um, as I mentioned to you uh, before we aired the show, we've had a lot of people that are interested in this particular topic. So, that's, I'm thrilled to have you on today. I don't know if you get out and about too much to present, but people know about it, but maybe don't know the, the details. Today, we're going to give them some of the details so they can uh, can enter this particular program for them and hopefully educate others, family members, etc., so to, to spread the word around. Because yes. it's, a, it's a remarkable service, and it's a remarkable so tell us a little bit about yourself. I'm Aline McGowan-Pratt. I am the Director of Anatomical Services here at LSU Health Shreveport. I have been managing this program for body donation for uh, 26 years. I've been in this profession for over 30. Uh, what I do is manage donations for whole body donations. Some people get it confused and thinking that we register organ donations, but this is your whole body for educational purposes only to our medical school. Oh, so you've been doing this for a long time. Yes, sir. You look very young. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, again, the, how long has the program been at Ellis? Somebody mentioned that they have never heard about it before until I promoted it in my magazine. Uh, that you that, is, is it not well known? It is. Is well known. However, we do not do a lot of public speaking. I go to hospice groups to explain okay, to the hospice, nurses and hospitals. I, I do in services with them and nursing homes to explain our program. But as far as going into the media outlet where the audience is much larger, we normally typically do not do this type of one on one. But I do go into it uh, in services with institutions. Well, I'm 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 glad you're here, which I think Thank it you. needs to be known because yes. Some people, I'm glad you go to hospices. I was a hospice director, wow, many years ago, okay. uh, and a home health care administrator. So, yes, uh-huh. we knew about it then, but I don't think it was emphasized much back to the family, right. uh, even during the hospice program. But today I think there's more and more interest, and as you said, you're going to explain to us it's, it helps our medical students, but also I, we will learn in a minute it's biomedical research as well, right? That is accurate. That is correct. Okay, so let's let's start off. Um it's part of the LSU program, and it serves individuals from what what parts of our, our state and other states? Okay, we handle northern areas here, Shreveport, uh, Monroe, Alexandria, uh, Marshall, Texas, Longview. Uh, we handle some cases in Arkansas, Texarkana, Arkansas, wow. Texarkana. That's a big catchment area. Yes, it is. And also we have a medical school in New Orleans, our sister school, that does the southern area. I handle the northern end with okay. those states that are in towns and states that I've just mentioned. So this program has been been around for forty five years. That's what I'm reading somewhere. Where did I read the read that? I know it started right before I was born, and I was born in seventy one. So it, sometimes after that, some years in the seventies is when it actually began. Well, I like the, the some of the the program models you mentioned there that it, that your donors become the first patients of medical and allied health students. That wow! Is, that's so correct. explain that to them. So it serves to do what? It serves as 
a teaching mechanism for our students, and I always explain to them when they have that case before them to consider it as their first patient. Because when they start uh, their dissections, we ask them to make sure that they don't have a relative who's registered. We We don't want that to happen where as we go to the floor and the students start with their dissections that they have a grandmother or a mother or someone who may have donated, we always ask that question. But we want them to understand that this person is someone's mother. This person is someone's sister or brother, and we ask them to treat them with that respect and to consider them as their first patient as well, and at the same time giving that respect to that donor. And and that experience for that individual himself, herself donating will help a medical student have more more knowledge during their anatomy course, that and, is correct. And then future, future becoming a surgeon or becoming a, in the medical profession, that which is, is quite complex, but it's it's a it's a hands-on situation. I mean, I've not done that, but I've, my son went to the program at LSU, so I know that he said it was a it was a at a great experience. That you know, if yes. you haven't had that kind of opportunity, it'd be that difficult to learn medicine, right? Yes, that hands-on experience. You can do all that digital stuff, but you, when you actually see a, a particular uh, case right ca- before you right yes then it's nothing like it the other thing i learned of uh, when we we're discussing that uh your the donors can assist the medical residents and surgeons to to conduct research studies i thought that's remarkable that is correct. Our surgeons, we have fourth-year students who come back after they've done their residency. Mm-hmm. They come, they started as a first year, and they come back in the fourth year when they get their specialty of what they're going to uh, specialize in when they go off with full-time becoming a physician. And they come back into the lab, and they refresh themselves okay. with the cadaver for their studies and their specialties. Well, you know, that's a, an extra plus for them. Definitely. It's an added Definitely. bonus. And that I don't, I don't think many people in the in the area probably know that that's another opportunity. That's right. Okay, so I know a lot of my listeners out there are saying, Gary, get to the chase here. We want to know how we can donate or remind our loved ones, how can they do donate their remains to this particular program? So and they can either call us or go to our website. Uh, they can go to our website at www dot lsuhs dot edu forward slash anatomical donation and they can call us at 318-675-5320 or 318-675-8018 i'm going to repeat that number 318-675-8018 they can call either one of those numbers, and we would send out the necessary paperwork with uh, all of the information that explains our program in detail, in which we're going to get into some of those questions they might have today, and also the donor form that they would have to fill out w- with two witnesses present. Yeah, so Ms. Blunt, let's tell them that they can go to this website, and there's a link, and I, I, I tried it myself. And you, it's very user-friendly. Very, you, you can download the forms. It's print-fillable, too. Yes, it is. So it's two ways. You can a lot of people want to download it and print it, and then and then uh, fill it out and provide it to y'all. Correct. That's right. They can mail it back to us. There's an address below the form. We ask that they make a photocopy of the printable form that you're speaking of for their records and send the copy to us as well. And then we would send them a donor card to carry in their wallet. And 30 days after they uh, have received their application, we will send them a card that has 30 days. 
is when they would be an actual donor after that process has taken place. So our listeners in uh, East Texas and Southwest Arkansas mm-hmm. will be doing the same thing they as well. They will do the same thing as well, although it's a little bit different for Texas and uh, Arkansas donors because I cannot provide those families with death certificates. And I can also not cross state lines with a body into Louisiana without those uh, listeners in those states getting involved with a funeral home. A funeral home would have to provide the Texas residents and Arkansas residents with a barrier transit permit, which is what my driver will need to transport the body legally, and they will also need to provide the death certificates for the family because I cannot provide them a death certificate with the person dying out of state. Okay, but within the state you can? In Louisiana, I am a licensed funeral director and embalmer. Yes, so therefore I can. Okay, And I issue death certificates to families, and I handle all of the death certificates for everyone who has donated. Because because they've donated, most people think that because they did not go to a funeral home, they are looking for a death certificate right after death. Mm -hmm. But you don't have to look. Everything will come through my office. Okay. Yes. We're going to cover some of the other questions, but one thing I thought was interesting, there are some policies about body donations in our state, and and, – so it's the Bureau of Anatomical Services and LSU Shreveport is a partnership that... We're under the umbrella with New Orleans, okay. our sister school. Okay. But our rules and regulations are slightly different. So I typically stick with my program and New Orleans handle their end with okay. their rules and regulations. But we do... Uh, sometimes if someone passes in my area that was registered with New Orleans, I will accept that donor on their behalf and oh. vice versa with them, okay. our sister school. We do. So that's that's understandable that in case there is a matter of need that you can, you can transport the body uh, to, a, to one of our schools within the state that need these, right? Yes. And uh, but I thought this was all remains will come back to LSU Health and Shreveport, right? If the they, remains, yes. What happens is New Orleans, as I was saying, that if a person dies in New Orleans area that was registered with me here in Shreveport, I will accept that donor for New Orleans office and handle it as if the person was registered with me, and they would do the same for me. But as far as cremations, all of the cremains goes back to, all of the cremains comes back to LSU okay. for final disposition, and I will get them back to the families of whom they belong. Oh, that's great. So is it classified as a donation to LSU? And so do individuals do you, the individuals get paid, their family members get paid for their loved one? No, unfortunately, no. We are not allowed to accept any payment for a body, but we do handle all of the expenses for the family except death certificates. We go up to a 100-mile radius as far as transportation and pick the body up, and we bring it back to the medical school. We handle uh, the cremation at no charge to the family because this is a gift from the family, and we truly appreciate that, and that is the least we could do is handle the cremation for the family. And uh, if the family chooses to not have the cremains returned to them, we actually bury them at a local cemetery. Greenwood Cemetery on Stoner Avenue is a cemetery that has donated a plot to us for our anatomical gift cremains so touching there thank you so so again we talked about the various options about it and one one let's we'll 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 get into some of those those questions uh those concerns um 
one thing I found, you must have what? Two witnesses. Yes, and it does not have to be notarized. It's just two witnesses present, meaning that could be your child, your doctor, uh, your sibling, just someone who actually has witnessed that you have done this. So at the time of your demise, there are not any complications about we didn't know mom had done this. We have that in place So for that very reason. And if it, if it doesn't have those two witnesses, it's not acceptable. It comes that back That is again. correct. I will send it back to the family and ask them to witness it because okay. we want to make sure that is in, in place and that someone is aware other than just a donor. And the other thing is an individual must do it 30 days, at least 30 days? Once they register, there's a 30-day waiting period before they are an actual donor because once that card, I send the card out as soon as I receive their application, but I will have a date on that card and it, with an acknowledgement letter saying that I've received your application in my office. Your donor card is to carry in your wallet. After 30 days after this date on this card is when you would be an actual donor. So what happens if the person does dies, not make does the 30 days? Yeah. And I've had that happen uh, where someone has registered and there was a window of probably two or three days. And I've actually accepted the body. But if they die within the week of them having registered, we won't be able to take them. And what's the reason? Because we have so many donors. We have to limit our uh, accessibility and give us a window of getting bodies in. Because if that were the case, we would be accepting everyone. And so there's a stipulation there. That's why we put that in place. Because we do not accept family donations. And, of course, when the individual, maybe the two family members aren't family members that signed the form, I think we we talked about it. They need to inform the family about this decision. Definitely. Right? But sometimes families don't have a relationship with their family. Oh. You know, sometimes that can be a concern or an issue as well. And there's a caregiver that might be taking care of this loved one, this family member, this, a donor more so than their, the person who is actually closely related to them. So sometimes they have to put in place a POA or power of attorney and uh, have that in place showing that they don't have relatives that they want to have witnessed this. Does this frequently occur? No. No, not frequently, but it does happen, and it can happen. Yeah, and uh, and hopefully, I mean, if the the wishes of the individual makes this decide. Oh, the other other factor, I'm I'm thinking ahead here. Uh, so if an individual signs it, all these documents, can they get out of it? Yes, they can revoke it by calling in to us or writing us a letter saying they want to rescind their donation. And we would just tell them the card that I issued you, discard it. And at the time of your demise, just please call a funeral home, have your loved one call a funeral home, not us. And I will delete them from the donor list. And what so let's hopefully that individual who revokes it informs his family members that it's no longer in in, in service. And sometimes it's the children who has a problem with it, and the parents call in and do it because the kids just don't want to wait that long to receive their loved one back. They don't want to wait that long to receive them back. So, okay, hold that thought. We'll be right back with more information. But now work more sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, probably presented by AARP Louisiana and Abear Standing Country of Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. Gary Kaligas will be right back with more Best of Times Radio Hour after this on 1017 FM and 710 Keel.
Gary's back with more Best of Times Radio Hour on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. Welcome back to our show, the Best of Times Radio Hour, proudly presented by AERP Louisiana Neighbors, Tenant Country of Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler Ram, and Jeep dealer. I'm Gary Kaligas, and I thank you for listening to our show today. Joining me on my show is a special guest, is Miss Aileen McGowan-Pratt, who is the Director of Anatomical Services at LSU Health here in Shreveport, and she's giving us a lot of great information about their Wheeled Body Program, which assists in teaching our medical students as well as in conducting research. So thank you, Ms. Pratt, for joining us today here. Thank you so much for having me. So let's get into something, some of the conditions, because I've had a few uh, readers and radio show listeners that I've seen throughout the area and even a couple of calls that make a lot of assumptions. They wouldn't. I told them to go to your website, but, of course, you know, some do and some don't, but they didn't before they called me, Ms. Yes. Pratt. So okay. one thing... I think we need to discuss. There are some conditions where LSU Health Wheeled Body Program will be unable, everyone, unable to accept your remains. And, yes. This and so is what? A, so get, let's go over those. Yes, the list is pretty long. Uh, you cannot be under one hundred pounds. Under one hundred pounds. Weigh okay. over two hundred and fifty pounds. You cannot die of anything communicable, and I'm going to list those reasons. Uh, COVID now being number one, we know that with the pandemic that has been added to our list is in the forefront. Uh, cannot have any respiratory infections such as pneumonia or flu-like symptoms, uh, AIDS, hepatitis, sepsis, uh, tuberculosis, uh, C. diff, which is Clostridium difficile, uh the person cannot have a colostomy bag at the time of death. Hmm. Um Jacobs disease, uh, any limbs amputations. We cannot have any amputations above the knee or above the elbow. Um, and you, the, an autopsy also cannot be performed uh, before so your death. So mention that again. An autopsy cannot, cannot be performed because we want the whole body intact for So it might have been involved in a, a, a car accident. Cannot have tissue damage. Oh, okay. uh, so most accidents do require an autopsy here in the state of Louisiana, in which if a person did die who was registered with us, that will possibly rule out their donation because there may have possibly been tissue damage and the coroner might issue an autopsy, which will rule out the donation. Also, the body cannot be previously embalmed because I do a special embalming on our cases. We do a special embalming. Uh, for prepping and preparing our bodies for dissection for our medical students. And we have to be uh, w- notified within 24 hours of the death for donation, or the person would have to be in refrigeration. And we will allow up to 24 to 48 hours with refrigeration if there's a child who's out of town and has not made it in time to say their goodbyes to their parent. So we will allow that visit, but we don't have anywhere to facilitate them to visit at the medical school, the family would have to select a funeral home for that child to come in and view before the body arrives here at the medical school. Okay. So I've got a lot of follow-up questions. I'm sure. just thinking my listeners here, Ms. Pratt. So what happens if I had filled this form out mm-hmm. and I'm in, um, I'm in Albany, New York? We would suggest that the family contact a medical school there in that state and see if they would honor their donation from 
our medical school. I will send that paperwork. If the school says, yes, I will take this person if they meet their oh, stipulations and requirements. Every school has their own rules and regulations. I won't tell that family that this school in Albany is going to take them because I don't know the situation of the body. But I will get confirmation if they say, yes, I'll accept that person. I will send them all of the information from my program that I had on this donor to New York. For that person to be so accepted there, there wouldn't be enough time possibly to get the body shipped it and delivered did, back to not to us will not have that will not happen if they die in new york they would have to go through a medical school there and have their donation in that okay, area that's a good because question. they would not be able to be transported back here for us because you know some people are really devoted to the lsu program yes, they are and <laughs> some do not want new new orleans period <laughs> they want shreveport because for good reasons their children may have gone to school and became doctors through our program so True. it's understandable okay yes so uh one other thing is uh somebody asked me is there a religious objection to donating no actually protestants catholics and uh, the Jewish community, they welcome that. But however, with it comes to the cremation, some of the uh, priests talk with their uh, parishioners about the cremation and handling the cremains for them. And there are some places in the church where they will handle the cremations for the families after we have gotten them back to them. They would tell us, you can send them to my church. My priest knows what to do with them. Okay. So that has happened before as well. Somebody asked me... I- and they saw on the website, and I want you to elaborate on this, that you do allow for eye donations. That is the only organ from the body that can be donated if someone has donated their whole body to LSU. So the eyes can, but we do have a number for the Louisiana Eye Bank that the listeners can call if they want to donate their eyes as well as their body. And that number is 318-222-7999. And one other aspect that I think you need to reemphasize that if it's within a certain catchment area, you help make arrangements to bring the the remains, the donation to the LSU, correct? What was that question again? So if if they die within an area, within our, our catchment area. Our radius? Area, yes. Within our radius? Yes. Mm-hmm. Then we will make arrangements to uh, send our driver to bring that body back to us. Okay. Yes, that is accurate. So they need to inform you as quickly as possible. As quickly, the, we, we say within 24 hours. So if the person dies within a, in a hospital setting, hospice home setting, or hospice, et cetera, so Our numbers are on the home. back of that donor card that I send out. All of our contact numbers are on the back of that card for weekend, nights, and holidays, and uh, regular business hours. So the back of that card has all of the information that donor will need. To, for us to send our driver. But Miss Pratt, does the individual family that's involved and the, the, the loved one that passed away, they need to probably give you details about what happened. Not that individual, but the person who is taking care of that individual. As mm-hmm. far as the nurse or the doctor might call me and I may run down my stats or what I've just gone over with you to see if I will be able to accept this donor. That's what I'm trying I to will, say. I would triage the body basically, asking those questions. And if they tell me, no, he had hepatitis, then I will have to deny that body. And at that time, that is when the doctor will inform or nurse will inform that family member that they're not going to be able to accept them for this reason. And then uh, you will have to select a funeral home at that time. And at that point, I am no longer in the uh, loop of what goes on after that. The family selects a funeral home of their choice, and they will have to make arrangements either through direct cremation or having a service. And most families do not have a service. is normally a direct cremation if I have to turn that body down. Okay. But it's that family's choice 
of what they do after I, I've denied it. Okay, Ms. Brett, emphasize one point because this uh, a few people that have contacted me, mm-hmm. we want to donate my my we my grandfather wants to donate his body to LSU program because et cetera, et cetera. And, and, and the individual says, well, after our funeral, we'll ask him to come pick up the body. Explain that's not appropriate. <laughs> that's not going, that cannot happen because we have to have, do our special treatment with the body as far as prepping it for our students for long-term because the case is with us for sometimes a year, sometimes over three years. So we have to do a special preparation to get the body ready for uh, research, educational research for our medical students to do their dissections. So we, the families have memorial services in which we know a memorial service is with the body is when the body is not present and the families can go on and have that closure, but that body has to come to the medical school immediately, but they can have a memorial service. So I know my listeners are out there. Is there an urgent need for body donations throughout throughout the United, throughout the United States and in our area? All over the world because of the increase in doctors and dentists and um, there, the wide range of health care professions, we wouldn't have um, the success with doctors if we didn't have this program. So it's very important that we receive these uh, donations to help our program and to strengthen our doctors in their research and in their practice. Okay. The, the, another question I'm going to ask that uh, if, if a family member says, I want my deceased relative to be donated, can they do that? We don't accept family donations. Oh. No, we do not accept family and, donations because of the increase in donors that we've gotten over the years. And then that 30 day window that I've, mentioned Mm -hmm. there would be no need for that 30-day window if we accepted everyone that said i just want to donate my body so the individual has to do this prior to or when they're in their right faculty register themselves as a donor before they become ill or not able to sign for themselves is we we request or require or ask that they do that because we don't accept family donations so you mentioned about the maximum weight and minimum weight, 100 yes. pounds. Cannot to cannot be under that. Under 100 and not over. 250. 250. And probably that's understandable that uh, a particular remains over 250 be difficult to, to turn and move on. trying to maneuver, yes. And that's it could be hard on the individual who's prepping the body as well. So what's the legal age for somebody to do this? 18, and there is no maximum. We have had donors over 100. Wow. Who I've received, yes. Hmm. But 18 is the legal limit for accepting. And so I want to mention to everyone that generally, you know, when you're in the hospital and you're in your last stages there, that your spousal unit cannot just decide to sign your body over, right? No, they cannot. No. That ha- you have, have to be to... cognizant of effect and you have to be not comatose and of your, right. of your, of your, right. pr- your own principles. That's true. And I have some families say, well, mom always wanted to do this. They would call right after she has passed or yeah. he or she has passed. And I would tell them we can't accept them. But, you know, well, they talked about it their entire life. That's all they wanted to do. Well, you have to put these things in place prior to, and that's very important. Well, that's why I've had you on the show today. A lot of people assume you can do it in five seconds. That which, is not, that, that, that's, that's true. And and I've had people call me right after the death and say, well, I just know we just sent them to LSU and it doesn't work that way, unfortunately. Uh, you know, and you have, people have to understand that, but you're, you're we're not you know, there. We, we just don't know because we're thinking donation, 
and you're given a gift. Right. So we don't think it of in regard that they wouldn't want us. And it's not that we don't. We just like to have the paperwork in order for legal purposes as well. Okay, so somebody asked me, well, Gary, I'm, I have them on the back of my car. I'm an old organ donor. Can I just put on my card, donate my whole body to LSU? No, sir, you cannot. That hard on your driver's license is for donating organs to help people live. With us, we have to have everything intact because our students are doing full dissections on a whole oh, body. Okay. So, no, you cannot uh, do both. You would have to rescind one or the other. And I have some people remove the heart from their license and donate to me. Okay. Yes. So they, you do, that's important. So you do have to revoke that. You because would have if to revoke it at the If DMV. you're in a car accident and they're... Right. Well, the family, <laughs> yes, we don't want that. <laughs> where the, where they uh, have the heart there and, and then you've registered with me as a donor as well. Okay. So the other aspect, we talked about eyes being... The and, only organ that can be donated. And, you know, I never knew that until I, I uh, you gave me some information we talked about. I wonder why. Well, the eyes, the students. In ophthalmology, do not need to, to examine they, eyes? They, the orbital is still, they still do dissection in that area. But the, the uh, actual pupil, the uh-huh. eyes, is what the donate the donors, or the, the um, eye bank is receiving. They're getting the corneas. The corneas. But okay. the students still have their research in that, that area still. Oh, I, yes. never, I never knew that. I, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I thought for sure they needed the whole uh, remain body and, and intact as well. No. So I think it's important, everyone, to, to say if you if you're going to sign up for this particular program, that you got to remember to look at your driver's license, right? Correct. That's critical. Yes, and you can't do both. And you can't do both. You cannot do and both. And the other thing is, you just calling them and saying, "I want to donate my body." You have to fill out the right paperwork. You have to and, fill out. And the, and the, the reason why that paperwork. you have to you have to deal with all everything of it. is in order, and and it has to be legally binding, and so it's just they have to uh, fill out the paperwork prior to. Okay. And then we also said though you're going to give them an identification card if the death occurs far away that they need to call you, but you could possibly make arrangements if they still want to. to if a medical school is willing to accept them and honor their donation on our behalf with them dying in that state. And it would be tenant, it would be tinged upon the, the condition of the body as well and that school's rules and regulations. So it's not in stone that a medical school will accept you because you died out of state. And um, it, it just would depend on how you passed and if their body is acceptable or has uh, no issues or they're stipulate you meet their requirements is what I'm trying to say. You have to meet that school's requirement and I can't guarantee that that person will. So I never put families in positions to think that that is going to be the case. Every school has their own rule and regulations. So let, let's say an individual dies in the hospital. They have all these forms. Can the family quickly do a, a service, memorial service for their departed one at the hospital or at the... At the no, uh, normally that's something that's arranged through a funeral home with the family. So it wouldn't be... We would have to have the body brought to us at the medical school, but not in a hospital where they would arrange for a memorial service very quickly. That that never I've never experienced that in my 26 years wow. of that happening. So families make arrangements as if they were going in to make a funeral arrangement. Only thing, only difference is that body is not present because mm. this person has been donated, okay. and they normally have a large That's picture with the service. They do a normal service, same song and prayer, 
and a program where the priest or preacher has a word, but uh, the body is just not present. Okay. Um, so tell us again, does, does the individual, you have to have proof that they're a resident of a given state? If, if they sign this form, is there proof of residency? No, sir. No, no, no residency. No, no, per- no, not at all. You would think they would have to have a valid. They have so- a, we don't check their driver's license if that's what you're asking yeah. to see if they're, no. They, we, they, it was on the form, are you a U.S. citizen though? That question is asked if you are a U.S. citizen in it. And they check yes. Okay, let's hold that thought. We'll be right back with more information. But now, work more sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by AARP Louisiana and Aberston and Country Rush Report, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. Gary Kaligas will be right back with more Best of Times Radio Hour after this on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Gary's back with more Best of Times Radio Hour on 1017 FM and 710 Key. Welcome back to our show, the Best of Times Radio Hour, proudly presented by AARP Louisiana and Abers Tunning Country of Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. I'm Gary Caligas, and I do thank you for listening to our show today. Joining me on my radio show is a special guest. It's Miss Aileen McGowan-Pratt, who is the Director of Anatomical Services at LSU Health here in Shreveport. And I've asked her to come on this show to discuss their Wheeled Body Program that assists in teaching medical students and in conducting medical research. So thank you, Miss Pratt, for joining us today on the Best of Times Radio Hour. Well, thank you so much for having me. I know that I've learned a lot, and I'm sure that my listeners out there and, and the architects are learning a lot, a lot about this program we hope that uh, they may be touched by it and individuals and family members may now know the process and uh, and uh, of course this uh, avoid those misnomers and rumors and thinking that they you know we're just going to call you up and says uh, our our loved one passed away he wanted to always donate to LSU medical school it can't be done that quickly so that is accurate you would have to previously register with us and tell them it let's talk about it's hopefully 30 days or more Advance notice of 30 days at least? Well, no, they have to register with us, and there's a 30-day waiting period before we can accept them. Okay. So that means if you register today, is this the 7th of February? Yeah. March, February is when you would be an actual donor. Okay. So it's a 30-day waiting period. That's how long it takes for each person to appear on our donor list. And the reason being that you have to process it, loading in all the information, and et cetera. That is correct into our computer system and that's when it uploads into the system within 30 days and then you and and i can check the list and say this person has been registered 30 days we can accept them 
And so then you, you give them a card identification card for them and their family. On there. Mm-hmm. And then they, they can inform their family members that this has been processed and they are active in part of, in part of the system. That's correct? correct. So, again, what I'm emphasizing, Ms. Brad, is they, they just can't call from the, the, the hospice or from, the, or, or from the, even the funeral home. My parents have been, uh, uh, my loved one arrived. We want them to ship it to LSU. That is correct. So even at the nursing, I mean the nursing, even at the funeral home, they can't do that, correct? They cannot. That is correct. And that sometimes, that has happened before where someone passed and say, you know, they get into the funeral home and they're so expensive and they'd say, well, we're we're just going to donate. And the funeral home does call, but they always know that I'm going to say no if that person wasn't previously registered. But sometimes with the price gouge and, and, and a Increase. I won't say gouge. Funeral homes don't beat me up. <laughs> but with the high hike in prices with funerals, you know, families sometimes feel I just don't want to pay that amount of money. I'd rather donate. But you can donate if you have previously registered with us. I'll say it that way. Okay. Yes. So that's a good point. Yes. And so individuals out there might consider this as an option. Really. That's definitely true. And a lot of people, a lot of people do. They'd rather uh, do a donation and uh give back to the students opposed to paying that type of money for a, a funeral. Okay. So here's the, here's the uh, follow-up question of that. Do we have enough? What happens if you get a lot more donation requests for donations? Can you handle it? I mean, we can, we can, we have the storage uh, to handle the, uh, and then likewise influx. you can, you can give it to other sister Schools, uh, schools yes, within if we the need area. To. That is correct. And it's not just LSU, if I remember right, it's not just LSU New it's Orleans. It's Tulane and New Orleans. Okay, yeah, that's LSU right. New oh, Orleans that's Tulane. So. We're all the various medical yeah, but schools. But like you said earlier, if we help other schools, and it's in this paperwork that we do sometimes have to send out and help other schools, uh, the, the cremains come back to our school for final disposition. That school that we may assist is responsible for cremating uh, the donors and, and sending them back to us. Uh, so that we can get them back to the families who've requested to have them back. So today, if individuals, Ms. Pratt, want, are interested, they can call your office and you'll mail them the forms, right? I want to give the, them the numbers that they can call us. Okay. Uh, for uh, regular business hours, uh, 318-675-5320 or 318-675-8018. And after hours, weekends, and holidays, they can contact us at 318-675-6165 in the event that a person is registered as a donor already. We was, they would contact that after-hour number, and then we would send our driver to uh, pick them up. And in addition, they can also visit your website to get some of these forms and information. And all, as everybody, and all these questions and comments that we've talked about today are, uh, are discussed in great detail. All on the website. Everything is right there on the website at www.lsuhs.edu forward slash anatomical donation. Okay. That's and, great. And, um, the important thing to, to, to note, I think we need to these clarifications because I think people, uh, uh, we want to emphasize, there are some conditions where LSU Health Well Body Program will not accept 
the remains. And but go over those re- briefly because I think they're quite important because that a lot is, of people don't understand that. That is accurate. Uh, you cannot be under 100 pounds. You cannot be over 250 pounds. You cannot die of COVID or any respiratory infections, uh, pneumonia or flu-like symptoms. You cannot have AIDS or hepatitis, uh, C. diff, tuberculosis, clostridium difficile, which is C. diff, uh, cannot have a colostomy bag at the time of death. Uh, Kruzfeldt Jacobs disease. You cannot have any amputees as far as above the knee or above the elbow. Uh, embalming cannot occur before we receive you. That means that if someone uh, passes and you send a person to a funeral home without notifying us first and that funeral home embalms that person, we will not be able to accept them because we do a special preparation for our donors for longevity. Uh, Also, there cannot be any tissue damage uh, to the body. Also, uh, we will have to be notified within 24 hours of anyone who's donated to us of the death so that we could send our driver to the medical school so we could start our preparation for uh, their donation. And if there are excessive trauma, let's say a car accident or something? Car accidents, which normally would fall in line with an autopsy being having to be performed and we cannot have the body uh we have to have it intact so if an autopsy has to be performed and the coroner says there's going to be an autopsy we won't be able to accept that donor and and so these conditions everyone is it is there even though the the loved one has signed all the forms and, and everybody's been accepted the conditions could occur right the, at the time of death so and the, we would say we have to say no if any of and that's understandable, but yes. they, but let's you know don't get on to mispractice the staff that my father signed this 25 years ago wanting to donate, but now the circumstances uh, una- is unable to accept. Right, it. and sometimes things like that happen. The older we get, you know, we're more susceptible to pneumonia. You know, something as simple as that or sepsis could set in, an infectious of infection of the blood. And then we would have to deny that case. Okay. Well, thank you again for joining us today. Well, again, thank the, you for having me. The phone number again is 318-675-5320. That is accurate. 5320 at 675-5320. Do call her. Do visit their website to learn additional information. Again, thank you for being part of our show. Hope I've helped you and your program. You it's, a, it's a great beneficial program. And thank you for the invite, Mr. Caligas. Thank you. Please join us next Saturday for another show that could benefit you or your loved ones. Don't forget to pick up your personal copy of The Best of Times at one of our 270 distribution locations. May God bless you and your family. God bless America. Have a great day and a great weekend. Thank you again for listening to our show. I'm Gary Caligas wishing you and yours the best of times both today and every day. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Be sure to tune in next Saturday at 9 a.m. for more Best of Times. This is 1017 FM and 710 Keel.